It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jack Farrell. Jack, thank you so much for being here, brother. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. So you're originally from Illinois, but not Chicago. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually from downstate, from Decatur, Illinois. Okay. Um, it was funny, they actually called it Little Chicago. Yeah. Um, you know, but a uh, couple vast differences. One, um, I, I was surrounded by cornfields, so, um, you know, not quite the city, but uh, right, right. it was very interesting. I don't think I've ever heard that. So what, what made it, uh, you know... A little Chicago. Well, depending on where it is that you grew up at, you know, uh, of course, you know, the city is known for a lot of other things than just, you know, the tall, tall buildings and, and beautiful scenery. Um, you know, it can be kind of a rough place to grow up. And, um, you know, it was uh, it was fun. You know, yeah. it, it, it you know, it, you had to grow up quickly and, you know, get some common sense and uh, pick up some street smarts. Um, so I'm actually very thankful for for my upbringing. I think it, it prepared me well. Like, I mean, you mentioned that it was a little rough, uh, mm-hmm. but also that you had kind of gone through some things too, right? Yeah. So um, early on, um, you know, I, it, it, I think it was equally as much as, you know, probably my fault as it was anything else. I was a, a challenging kid. Um, you know, I had a little bit of an attitude, <laughs> uh, was probably a little too smart for my own good and, uh, and truly believed I could do it on my own. So I did. Wow. I, I moved out of my house at 16, <clears throat> joined the service at 17 and, uh, never looked back. Wow. And you say joined the service, you joined the Navy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you came up to the Great Lakes? I, so yeah, so I've I've been up here a couple of times. Uh, I actually went to boot camp in Orlando, Florida. I started, oh no way! Now I started off in the Navy as a nuclear engineer. Wow! Um, and um, my last three and a half years in the service, I was a recruiter. So I was a recruiter in Charleston, Illinois. And uh, the person, one of the people that I had recruited, actually was named the Great Lakes Naval uh, Recruiter of the Year. So I had to come up for a ceremony. And that's that really stuff. cool. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Well, how do you get into the nuclear side of things. Well, so it was just all testing. So, you know, like I said, I, I, you know, I, when I was young, I I had a little bit of an attitude and, uh, and probably a little too smart for my own good. So, uh, I was a math prodigy, math prodigy, uh, just picked up well in math and science and scored very well. And yeah, yeah. It, it all came easy to me. And what was that like? I mean, being on that side of things. Well, so it, it started off great. Um, you know, I, I started off as a machinist mate in the service. Um, and, and again, you know, I had a very different upbringing and very different personality. Sure. So I didn't. Was, did it fit you? No, no, I didn't really get along well with others early <laughs> on in life. Um, you know, early on in the service. So, um, so I got into a little bit of trouble and um, uh, so, couple fights here and there. What? Yeah, a few, couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah a couple here and there. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, you're I, in the military. Well, it, it wasn't just that. You know, not only were you in the military, but you know, I've always, you know really just been offended by bullies and uh typically sure. you know a lot of the people you come across in the service right are very machismo type a personality um power and, hungry yeah so you know uh, i was always was that guy that that let them know that that not everyone would comply with what it is that they said so um so anyway so whenever i was asked to leave the nuclear engineering program to put it nicely the career counselor saw my scores and was like you know jack you're you're too smart to have taken this path down in life and uh he gave me a second chance while i'll forever be grateful for 
um, and I went into advanced avionics <clears throat> in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and wow. scored top of my class there. And even in nuclear engineering school, I was the math and physics honorman. So, um, so it was, that part was just the easy part. And uh, but it, it that really changed my life. I met my best friend. became the, He became the godfather to all my children. Wow. Um, uh, it, it really you know pushed me to try to do better and be better. If anything, just from a guy friendly guy competition. So, um, so for me, it was a big turning point in my life. Now, forever know, thankful. Well, that's amazing, and uh, yeah. kudos to him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know that you uh, you serve two enlistments, right? Yeah. So, and, and you're very clear. Uh, eight years, eight months, and twenty three days, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who's counting? And, yeah. and so, was that part of your second enlistment going into that program? That yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so I had to extend uh, in order to take the advanced education, uh, and I did. And my EOS, uh, you know, turned out to be September seventh, two thousand and one. Uh, which, um, oddly enough, is four days before 9 11. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm, like? I'm Irish, so it's better to be lucky than good. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. Well, and speaking of which, I, I mean, I thought that was pretty cool that uh, afterwards you, know, you moved up here, uh, you found yourself on the south side of Chicago. Yes. And, yeah. And well, it, so it was funny. So that's actually how I got started in uh, in the finance business. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I only knew a couple of things. One, I was in the military, so I could, you know, handle a beer or two. And, and two, I was Irish. So uh, being on the south side, if you're in lending, um, one of the people that you call on are the Southside Irish Builders. So yeah. they gave me my first start uh, in the business. I started at a great company called Mid America Bank, and um, and still in contact, you know, today with the people it is that I worked with them. Yeah. So, I mean, what changed for you? I mean, I look at you now. You don't seem like that type of guy anymore that used to be in the military. Well, yeah. You know, I think uh, having four kids humbles you, yeah. um, and uh, trying to pay for four kids <laughs> really humbles you a lot. And and you realize that there's just more to life. And and on top of that, I think that you know, with time, I think cures a lot of things right so sure. um so for me you know just going from um from the service to experience in life and truly just living on my own uh, you know I, I grew up a lot um, um and, and uh, you know I, I realized that um that it was just time to stop being angry so <laughs> um so it's funny you know a lot of people don't know me from back then so all my nicknames at work are always happy jack <laughs> smiling jack you know and i'm you know I, it makes me laugh because i really am that person um but yeah they would have never known it 25 years ago no, I mean, and, and I know you say, you I mean, you feel like you were forced into that, obviously, with kids and everything yeah. else in the material, but as far as the mindset, like, what, what's going through your mind that, that you know, more self-aware? I mean, is it that the idea that you wanted, that you noticed something that you didn't like about yourself? I mean, what had to happen mentally in order for that to take place? So for me, it was just watching other successful people. So um, I've never seen a successful person that was, up, that was upset, sure. that was mad all the time. Right. I mean, you get frustrated. Sure. You know, you have anxiety. Absolutely. Um, but uh, but most most successful people are generally happy. They're happy with themselves. They're happy with the people they work with. And I think that comes down to the choices that you make. So thankfully, I'm at a spot in my life now where I don't have to work with everybody. I don't have to work with those people that rub me the wrong way. Sure. You know, I, I can choose to work with people such as yourself and, and other people um, that um, that, again, that I think have you know good outlooks, I think are good people. And I think that, um, you know, the more you surround yourself with that type of person, the more not only is it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy for you, um, but um, but yeah, you know, I, I wake up happy every day. And that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. it really is. Yeah. I mean, because you hear about so many people that, that just continue on that path, and they mm -hmm. think that you know, being successful is being angry, and, and you're mm -hmm. right. You know, it doesn't work that way. Right. So so now you're on the south side. You get into finance. Mm -hmm. um, you get into lending, right? Mortgage yeah. lending. Yes. So 
whenever I, I got into the business, um, you know, back then it was still no different than it was now. You never got a salary. Um, I, I got a $500 a month draw. And I think at that time I had to pay $900 a month in child support and I might've had a thousand dollars to my name. So, wow. um, you know, nothing breeds success than necessity. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I woke up every day. I knew I wasn't the smartest person in the world. Uh, knew I didn't have the most connections, uh, but I knew I could control what I can control. And that's my work ethic. So yeah. I think, uh, you know, those of us that are born and raised in the Midwest kind of grow up with a certain uh, work ethic. And then you add in some external factors there that, uh, that really kind of help you get after it. And that's, uh, that's what I did. I just, I, I worked all the time and, um, and, and thankfully I, I had a really supportive partner, um, that, uh, that allowed me to do so. And yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. Where did you find the most success in what you did? I mean, obviously working hard is one thing, but you can mm -hmm. work hard and not smart, right? Right. So for you, what was it, that combination that, that you found success in, in the mortgage business? So for me, it was um, it was all on cold calling. So because I didn't know anybody, um, yeah. I, I, I developed really good cold calling skills. And I mean, you really didn't know anybody here at all, no, right? Yeah. No, I knew two people. I knew my girlfriend and her mother. Wow. Um, so, uh, so, you know, I, I just took what it is that I knew while I, you know, I, my previous or my last three years in the service, so I was a recruiter. So sure. I'd spent a lot of time on the phone, uh, had done, um, you know, a lot of time, you know, speaking with kids and going out and meeting business owners. So I just kind of replicated that. Was uh, it a natural transition from there? Yeah. I thought it was super easy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, well, think about it. I go from selling, you know, Hey, you want to join the service for four years <laughs> to, to, Hey, you want a loan? Yeah. I think it's pretty, <laughs> a little bit easier. I thought, you know, I don't know. I think it was pretty easy, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I just, you know, I spent a lot of time in the car, you know, drove around to a lot of different real estate agents, uh, offices back when the, you know, the agents actually worked in the office instead of yeah. you know what it is they do now and floor um, time and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah floor time call time phone time yeah, you know yeah. um and plus you know everyone likes to eat so i <laughs> i like to bring in some food nice. some candy yeah so how long did you do that for Ooh, five five or six five years before i got promoted into management okay um and then um and and then life really changed then because i no longer had to do those things and then you know, it, it was a really challenging transition for me, you know, to, to have people try to emulate what it is that you, that you did in order yeah. to get there, um, but not do it the right way. So it was, um, it was very frustrating in the very beginning. Um, and, uh, and I learned that, um, it really helped me become a, a, a much better manager, actually working with people that were completely opposite because I needed to figure out different ways in order to make people successful. Yeah. I hear that a lot too, in terms of, uh, you know, how, people in sales one no one really trains them you don't go to school right to, yes. be, to be in sales but mm -hmm. then also uh, when you take a salesperson and you promote them to a manager it's not like they have manager yeah. managerial experience uh -huh. right so like, what was that learning curve for you like oh so it well it you know i was in a leadership position in the military so it, it was a little little easier for me i think than most you know and i think a common misperception misconception is is that a good salesperson is a is a good leader and I think they're two totally different Absolutely. skill sets. Um, you know, I, I think that um, uh, being a good leader takes time. You know, it takes a good mentor. Um, I, I, and again, I was really fortunate early on in my life to work with some great people uh, that I was able to learn, uh, watch, and, uh, and, and try to, you know, find my own way. You know, uh, with that, I made an awful lot of mistakes, uh, ones that I'm super grateful for. Uh, even the mistakes I make today, I'm happy about because it's, it's one less mistake that I'll, that I'll make moving forward. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think too many people try to be perfect. I just try to be me. And if I can be me and, and figure out a way in, in order to treat people well, be a good person, um, I think karma's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, you're a recruiter, mm -hmm. get into the mortgage business, mm -hmm. and now you're recruiting for the mortgage business, yeah. right? Now, yeah. was that, was there anything in between that or just, is that where? No, just, yeah. So I, you know, as, so once you're, once you're in the mortgage business, you know, you're, you start off as a salesperson, you do a lot of loans, they put you into management. Uh, in management, your primary responsibility 
is recruiting. So, um, so I just got a chance to, to use an old skill that I picked up in the service uh, and uh, had done a really good job doing it. Again, you know, I think at, at the end of the day, uh, all kinds of sales, I think it's a people business. And um, people do business with people, not with companies. So uh, whenever I would go and make my recruiting calls or meet up with people, um, I just made it a point to try to establish a connection with the person. Uh, didn't matter what company I worked for. Yeah. I, I always felt that was, you know, irrelevant. Um, I cared more about what it is that that person wanted, what it is that they were looking for. And I felt that if I had a product that could uh, satisfy those needs, then it would be an easy transaction. In a way, it has been. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. And, and you went to work for someone else, right? I mean, yes. you worked for... Yeah, I, I've worked for, for a lot of the, the lenders here in the area. Uh, and... It, you know, I'm really thankful for all those experiences because I, whenever I started my own my own recruiting business, I really was able to draw on all of those connections. Um, so now I now I really feel like I have the best of both worlds. You know, now if if someone wants something, I, I naturally have an outlet for it. You know, if not, I just call up a friend, yeah. um, or I already have a contract with them. You know, so it's um it's it's really nice to be able to uh, to have gone through all those different deviations and the ebbs and flows of the business uh, uh, because I think it's put me in, in a really good position in order to help a lot of people out. For sure. And yeah. what made you do the crazy thing of starting your own company? Well, starting my own company during the pandemic, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, bold, um, I, you know, I, I think the reward favors the bold or whatever that saying is. <laughs> um, uh, and, and, you know, I, it really, whenever you spend a, an awful lot of time at home, uh, just sitting there, you know, you work your day and then you sit at home and then you work your day and you sit at home, a lot of things cross your mind. Um, I've been wanting to start this business since 2014. Oh, wow. um, and um, whenever I was sitting down just talking to my girlfriend about it, she was like, what's stopping you? And I didn't have an answer. I was like, really nothing. There's nothing stopping me. She was like, well, why don't you do it? So I was like, you know, I think I'm going to. And, and what, what has been the, the biggest challenge so far? You know, I know you're, you're, it's very new, right? Mm -hmm. But being an entrepreneur is a whole different animal yes. than, than anything else I'm sure you've ever done. Yeah. So the funny thing is, is that the, the one thing I'll tell any new business owner is, you know, I, most people go into business for themselves thinking, oh, I want to go into business so I can do this for, for forever. Well, the, the funny thing is, is when you start your own business in the beginning, you do nothing that you're supposed to do, right? You're doing everything, you know, um, I, for all of you IT professionals out there, um, I, I really miss you a lot. <laughs> Um, because I don't have an IT department. You right. know? Oh, and it's incredibly frustrating. Well, you do, it's just you happen to be the only well, one. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, so, um, so you know, thankfully between that and a 12-ounce glass of beer, I'm able to figure out most things in, in probably way too long a time. Um, but, yeah, so I think that that's the, the biggest challenge is, you know, just even the little stuff, you know, from a technology standpoint, and, and then the laws. I mean, you take for granted whenever you work at a large um you know, corporate conglomerate, you know, you can call up legal. Well, now when you call up legal, it costs you two fifty an hour, right. you know, or three fifty an hour, you right, know? Right. So, um, so you end up doing a lot of research on your own and trying to figure it out. But it's, um, um, I, I can tell you that looking back, you know, over the last three months while I've been creating this, it, it's been extremely challenging, very fun. Um, and you know, uh, I, I wish I would have done it earlier in life, even though it probably wouldn't have been the best time for me to do it. Um, the, just the amount of information I've been able to pick up has been fantastic. No, I'm sure you've learned so much that it's only helping you at this point. Yes, it's super cool. Yeah. And, and tell me about the business. I mean, so it's a recruitment company, mm -hmm. but you're recruiting exclusively for 
the mortgage industry, right? Yes, it's it's the only thing that I recruit for. I may end up expanding that in the future. I, I have a platform, I think, that, that bodes well to do that. Um, but initially, I'm sticking with what it is that I know best. Um, you know, the, the slogan of my company is people-focused, technology-driven, because I'm you know, again, at the end of the day, I, I think that that technology is fantastic, but it's still a people business. Absolutely. And I think people do business with uh, people that they like and trust. So um, that, that's been the onus for what it is that I do. And now I implore an awful lot of technology from a sourcing standpoint, uh, from being able to match and pair, you know, candidates up with uh, with employers, um, with outreach. You know, I, I think that that's important because it is just me. So I need to figure out a way to make my time, the, you know, the most efficient possible. For sure. What do you love most about what you're doing now? I remember the, the, the day one of my launch. I woke up and I was like, wow, I don't have a boss. And then it dawned on me. I actually have more bosses. <laughs> You know, so it's so, you know, uh, it's I may not have that one, you know, central figure, but I have, you know, you know, dozen clients. You know, I have, you know, hundreds of, of loan officers that I'm talking to um, and, the, you know, they all you know depend on me in order to do my job. So sure. even though I may not have that one person to call boss, I have many different bosses. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that if you're confident, you work hard, um, you know, there's nobody else I would rather bet on than myself. I know you have a heart for veterans and helping veterans yes. out, um, but who else, you know, who else out there that's watching, you know, would you like to, to connect with or possibly mentor? Or Yeah. So my, um, my third son has autism. So I've done a lot of stuff with, uh, uh with autism speaks. Um, also there's a fantastic organization, um, that, uh, I'm going to be supporting more and more of after I get through the building phase of my business and that's open heart magic. So what open heart magic does is they, uh, they do bedside, uh, Chicago close up magic to kids as they're going through. Wow. Um, you know, chemotherapy, uh, various different uh, serious, serious uh, illnesses for kids. Um, so um, I think, you know, anything that, that has to do with kids uh, or veterans, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to support either financially or, or time. Um, and for those of you that, that worked with me whenever I was in open heart magic, you know, I'm really not a great magician, um, but I try to have fun when I do it. So I, you're actually out there doing it. Yeah. On occasion. Oh, wow. Yeah. I used That's to. cool. Yeah. You used, used to, used to, you, I, you still have to get through the training class. It was just so, so much. I mean, man, these guys are good. How'd you get involved with that? Um, I actually applied for a year and a half. No kidding. Yeah. So uh, I lived in Indianapolis. Uh, whenever I applied the first time, they didn't have a program down there. So as soon as I moved back up to Chicago, I applied again, was accepted. I uh, got through about half the training program um, and then, you know, work took over. And uh, so, so now I'm going to support them a different way. I'll do really, really bad magic and give them some money. That's, <laughs> that, that's about what it is I'm good for right now. Hey, that yeah. works, though. You know, yeah. Whatever yeah. you can do to help. Yeah, absolutely. Tam, thank you enough for, for coming out and sharing yeah. your story. I mean, it sounds like, you know, you're on to some, some cool things and very yeah, big things, fun. you know, yeah. uh, and, and giving back. So we're excited uh, to continue to get to know you better and share your story. So, sure. uh, again, just thank you so much. Thank for, you. I appreciate it. Thanks uh, for having me. Thank you, brother. All right, man.